0: Jaime. I'm joined by my wife Maddie and uh, we're back. Episode number two after the hiatus. How you feeling? <laughs> How's everything going?
1: Good. We're on the tail end of the plague.
0: Yeah, yeah. I came down with a crud. Well, our son came down with a crud. Then you came down with a crud and then I have prolonged case of the crud.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I feel miserable. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I feel uh, like, I can't go up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, what, there's the influenza going around, there's RSV going around.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I didn't even want to go to the hospital or to the doctor to figure yeah. out what it was, because it's usually going to be like what they told me the last couple of years, which is like, I'm sorry, sir. You have a crud. Yeah. You have a special type of crud.
1: A doctor used the term. Yeah, crud. that was
0: that was amazing. Like two years ago, when I had my first real serious crud, I went and of course I was very concerned because I thought it might have been COVID. And he was like, No, it's a crud. <laughs> the the <laughs> that's the official term. So here I am once again battling this thing, and uh, I'm feeling a little bit better after a week. Oh, sorry about that. That's my computer. <laughs> How rude of me. I need to turn this down. So, we had a couple of things that we were going to talk about, but right now we are in the middle of an election. Today is election day, and I don't know that we're going to be getting any results tonight particularly, but what are you thinking, Maddie? What's uh Uh, I mean <laughs> How are you feeling about your vote? Let's oh. let's say that
1: my vote is it it means nothing (laughs) here but um Uh, you know i did it anyway because civic duty and all that
0: listen i really i'm really proud of you because at the beginning of the day you were like ah forget it but then as the day went on you gained your sense of pride back
1: yeah i think i was just tired (laughs)
0: No, but I, but I think, listen, I think that we got to remember that even if it is a ceremonious vote, we have to go and vote.
1: Yeah, I think... It, um,
0: as a liberal in Wyoming, that's what we have to do.
1: And even as just a citizen, I mean... Exactly. It's our duty, you know, and I think, like yes. our generation and younger have a deflated sense of civic duty. Yeah. It just doesn't exist anymore. And um, I think it's important to keep it up and to just like model that for our own kids right you know like i as i was leaving to go like our son was like where are you going and i was like i'm gonna go vote and he was like oh okay
0: i'm gonna go be a real citizen yeah and contribute my voice i was
1: like well dad went at lunch so i'm gonna go now and we're just gonna do the thing we have to do yeah and um you know like i was You know, obviously everyone is posting like their I voted sticker online and that kind of thing, which is, you know, great. Like it's a good thing to promote. It's Mm -hmm. important. And um, there was a tweet today from someone that I follow that was like, you know, she's like. An oath away from being a citizen, like she's in the process of becoming an American citizen, and yeah. she's very frustrated that she's not able to vote mm-hmm. because she's like that's standing in the way of her being able to vote. So she was like, "If yeah. you're a citizen, like please go vote, like yeah. on our behalf." And certainly <laughs> so.
0: for me, I definitely empathize with that point of view because whenever I feel like I shouldn't or like. I'm above it all. Because I tend to do that. I tend to be like, oh, forget it. It's a lost cause. I think of my parents. I think of like my siblings who at at one point in time were not able to do that. And that is very upsetting where I feel like I'm throwing away an opportunity to say something um, or at least state my discontent with what's going on. And so we got to lean into that, especially when we know that there's a slim chance of our candidates making it anywhere here. I mean, we have to hold on to that kind of idealistic, you know, pursuit because somebody has to tilt the scales in a way in a red state.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, um, I think midterm elections are even harder to care about because, (laughs) you know, they're not, they're not like the big, the big show, you know, but,
0: um, Uh Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> but it is, a, not, you yeah.
1: know, I, I, I guess, you know, in terms of representation, it is important. Um, maybe not so much here because it's just, you know, I mean, I read a, stati- a statistic today that the Wyoming electorate is only 11% Democrat now, mm. down from like 22% a few years yeah. ago. So, you know, I mean, that's fine. That's just the nature of where we live. And
0: Yeah, but um, that would be an interesting study because... You know, how did we go from Dave Friedenthal, who was a Democratic governor Mm -hmm. about 10, 15 years ago, to this? I mean... I I
1: think it's a pretty common tale in a lot of red states. I mean, I think it's just swung really hard to the right. Mm. And, um, you know, I I would argue that Dave Friedenthal was a very moderate Democrat. For sure, for Um, sure. A Wyoming Democrat is different different than another, you know, other states. Absolutely. But...
0: but Democrat nonetheless. And I think that I, yeah. um, I have the label of 2022 in my mind, which is a far more it's tainted different. chalice, you know, than, yeah. you know, much like conservative, you know, depending right. on who you talk to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think I do think Wyoming is different. I mean, mm-hmm. I think even a few years ago, you could say that Wyoming was pretty solidly a libertarian state, you know, and not. Yeah, not so. Um, I don't know. It, it well, it's
0: ideological right now. I think that's what you're you want to say, right? Yeah. It didn't used to be as ideological toward Trump, right? And it was more of a live and let live state. And I think that's what I appreciated or used to appreciate about Wyoming is this idea that do what you got to do. You're, that's kind of your thing. But I mean, it's a it's a Speaking, again, of idealized things, unless it's something we don't like. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think that um, it's it's a good model, you know, in a way, as long as it's not hurting anyone. Um, but I don't think that anyone ever followed it.
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, as long as it's not something that they don't like. like
0: you know. But the climate is so different now that you're either with us or against us kind of mentality is, is happening all over. And uh, unfortunately that's the Trump wave of Mm -hmm. many folks who refuse to have conversations or talk to anyone who is, who is not a Trumper, you know, and that's what we see here. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think a lot of folks are very much like, yeah, take it or leave it. You don't like it. You can leave Napoleon.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, we, our primaries were, were pretty public. Or you know, public, but like nationally looked at because Liz Cheney, who is our who is currently our representative, is a very high profile Republican right now because she's broke the you know she broke rank right and has very openly spoke out against Trump and the January sixth you know the insurrection of January sixth and she's pretty much like the face of the um the January 6th committee mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So she's very unpopular in Wyoming right now. And the primary was very, uh, uh, it was very prominent in the press during that time because, you know, everyone knew she was going to be primaried and she was going to lose. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's now <laughs> been replaced by Harriet Hageman as the Republican Republican. Front runner, and uh, you know Hageman is very pro Trump. She's uh, endorsed by Trump. They had a rally in Casper uh, for from, her. From, pretty much, yeah, Trump yeah. like showed up to endorse her. So she's, uh, you know, and then the the Democrat front runner, uh,
0: Lynette Grable.
1: Lynette yeah. um who's run the last few times. Yeah, um,
0: and uh, as we're speaking, I'm looking at the results and. 15% of the of the total voting is in but just to give you folks a sense of what we're up against here Harriet Hagerman is at 75.9%. percent mm-hmm. So I mean it's going to be a landslide for this and that's typically how it goes. Yeah. But this individual harriet is as far right as you can imagine and i remember a lot of folks on reddit lambasting her a little bit because they were asking her what's your ideology or what do you stand for what's your plan of attack and she's like wyoming i am wyoming that's all you need to know Mm -hmm. and I, i think that um there wasn't really anything more than that because cheney set it up so nicely i mean there was so much distrust for Cheney in the state of Wyoming because, you know, she was never one of us, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, I think that was, I think if the Trump thing hadn't ever happened, if this whole thing hadn't happened, that eventually may have been her downfall because she
0: wasn't, she's not from here. Yeah, up until the point that she wasn't rank and file because everyone was okay with her and the Cheney name until that particular action that she took. Yeah. So from that moment on, here we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's curious because they were willing to forgive the Cheney name. And then the moment she did that, it turned so much yeah. that now she's like a... You she's know, a pariah. Yeah. 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 And, and it was fascinating to see because it happened almost well, overnight here.
1: And I saw that she endorsed a Democratic um, candidate for, I want to say the House. I don't remember who it was, but I saw a headline that said that she had endorsed a Democrat, which was unexpected, Mm -hmm. even in her current position.
0: Well, she was hoping to win over Democrats. That was the tactical move for her is like, hey, we're going to scrounge up. That
1: was like a week ago, Oh not when when she was running.
0: Well, I remember she was doing ads for Democrats in Wyoming because she was asking them to turn red Mm. to vote for her. Oh, right. And that was sort of like the second to last effort before she said, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of a lost cause. But I think she knew. I think the moment she
1: I think she's going to run for president. Not uh, not this cycle. Well, maybe this cycle, I don't know.
0: I don't get it, man. I mean, I really I mean, good for Wyoming, I guess, for for realizing that like in one way or another that she's just another another legacy candidate and i'm sick of that i just wish that we could just stop with the legacy candidates who are the great grandsons of whoever running for office again but i really feel like there's no place for somebody like like Cheney in in politics now mm. you know cuz somebody with those with those kinds of names is never going to be able to represent the people mm-hmm. you know so i that's really where I stand,
1: I don't know. I think, um, I think she's ingratiated herself with. This is the issue. This is the problem with our politics. <laughs> I know where politics. you're going with this. Yeah, she's ingratiated herself to anyone who hates Donald Trump.
0: Of course. So she's so, the face of the opposition.
1: Yes, and yeah. that's how we vote now. We don't vote for candidates. We vote against candidates. Sure. So yeah. I think she could win. And I think she would get a lot of Democrats to vote for her.
0: Do you think she would run as a Democrat?
1: No. I don't think she'd have to.
0: Like a Republican? hmm I don't know, man. I, or
1: a third party. I mean, I think she could potentially run on a, in a third party and be pretty successful.
0: I think third party is lunacy right now, still. I don't no, think the I grassroots effort is there for a third party. If, if, as much as I would love it to be there, it's not I think it's if the
1: Democratic candidate was weak enough, let's say... Let's say Kamala Harris.
0: She's not gonna Super run. They're not gonna put candidate. her up there.
1: I I do not trust <laughs> the Democratic Party not to do something that stupid. I um, just
0: I don't see it, man.
1: I don't know. I, don't I think um I don't I don't know if Liz Cheney would be able to win or not, but I do think that she has become a a martyr. She lost, and her, that primary. Shit sells. She lost oh, her primary. She lost her primary in order to stand up for what she believed in, mm-hmm. which that's you know yeah that
0: sells. So, folks, I want you to take a moment and close your eyes, visualize a blank billboard, <laughs> and then slowly picture Lynn Cheney's what's her Liz. name Liz Cheney's Lynn Cheney. I don't even know. who <laughs> that's, that's Dick Cheney's wife. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that I I need more NyQuil or DayQuil. Uh, just picture it i mean it's right there that's that's all i was gonna say okay sorry go ahead
1: i mean it's it's very possible that she could ride that to the white house i mean not what whether she wins or not is is i don't know but she it could be a very uh competitive campaign i think
0: well i think it's going to come down to whether they're going to push biden's corpse up there i mean i'm curious i'm curious what's going to happen i mean i'm sorry i we respect the president he's our president of course but i'm worried about the man he cannot keep doing this four more years four more years i mean more
1: years he will he is going
0: to slowly melting i think what might happen though is he might like what if kamala steps down
1: not to be his VP. Yeah. What if that, it's something that? Has like, that happened? I know that, like they, such, I know that it happened VPs, in VP. I, <laughs> I know that VPs have stepped down to run. Didn't yeah. Nixon do that?
0: Well, he was tricky, though. <laughs>
1: tricky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the history, but um, that would be interesting. But I think it would be she, I mean, she doesn't yeah. have a prayer. Yeah. She is so unpopular.
0: That's that's the gospel truth. That is it.
1: I don't know, man. I can't believe we're here again already yeah. talking about this shit.
0: But Well, I knew that four years was going to go super fast, and COVID made it go faster. And, well, two years. You know, we haven't talked about so much, too. I mean, a lot has happened in a year. The more I think about it, the more I realize that we haven't talked about this this Russia-Ukraine conflict. We haven't talked about, you know, the economy, inflation, and all of this shit that's just so pervasive in our in our minds. That's why, like, when we were talking yesterday, or not yesterday, um last week about you know opening up the podcast and what we missed, I literally the first thing I thought about was the apocalypse. Like this is this might be the end of days. You know, we might just have to Buckle up and and pucker up and call yeah, it quits. Yeah, but you
1: always think it's the end of days
0: in a in the most joyful sense possible, <laughs> much like <laughs> much like those waiting for the rapture, you know. But mm. with a bit more theatricality, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think um, things are just going to continue as they are. So,
0: well, you know what they say. Every generation <laughs> thinks it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, thinks exactly. It's the end of the world. Yeah. Quote Wilco, who was quoting. Somebody else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I did hear, and I don't know that this has happened. I haven't looked at the headlines, but I heard that Trump was going to announce his 2024 campaign today or tonight or tomorrow.
0: Well, babe, I already knew that because I had seen the flags There's flags all over town. (laughs) Yeah, they've been declaring it since
1: January 21st, 2020. They're playing
0: Blasting Ode to Joy, you know, in the Ford pickups. Yeah. I just, I've I've never seen classical music blasting out of a Ford pickup. (laughs) That doesn't
1: happen. Um, It would be nice. So that's happening. I mean, not that anybody thought it wasn't.
0: Hmm. Now I'm curious because I, I just saw this headline and it reminded me. Do you think that Ron DeSantis could beat Donald Trump on a head-to-head for the for the ticket?
1: I I don't think so.
0: There's too much ire I, I mean, in the water still for I Trump. Too much love, I guess I should say, fervor. That's what I'm looking for. Fervor. I think intensity.
1: I don't know. I don't even know
0: if... Because I think, you know, as like DeSantis has been doing a lot of shit down there and compared to Trump, he seems so straight-laced that I think the average Republican who is not on the extreme end or the the Trump wave end might consider him as like a good palate cleanser Uh for what's to come. Yeah, and I do think Like a stopgap for something else.
1: I do think there is merit to that argument yeah I think it just depends on where those people are located because if they're not located in states that are strategically going to help DeSantis win Mm. that's not going to help anybody
0: yeah and I actually I might have to eat my words because uh uh, one of those polling places Quinnipiac Mm -hmm. is that how you say it yeah the, this is from october 2021 so this is
1: that's a long time ago
0: okay never mind it just it, it came up at the top it said 78 percent of republicans want to see trump run for president in 2024 yeah this is insane this is a year ago so maybe maybe it changed maybe it's 87 percent
1: now
0: <laughs> who knows yeah
1: i don't know i think desantis does have the best <laughs> chance as far as uh
0: you know I want to see my cousin Ted Cruz run for president. Come on Rafael. <laughs> Come on Rafael. Is that his name? Yeah
1: his first name
0: his his real name is Rafael.
1: Why does he go by Ted?
0: Because it's more American. <laughs> what do you think?
1: <laughs> is that like his middle name?
0: <laughs> no, it's like his nickname. Oh Ted is his nickname. Oy. I what don't up. know man I okay, whatever. What POS, that guy is. talk about palate cleansers talk about yeah. something else <laughs>
1: my best my favorite thing is hearing al Franken t- talk about how much he hates ted cruz and how much everybody hates ted cruz
0: well he he just might seems be the like most insufferable hated, human being the
1: most hated man in the senate yeah i hope uh well he's not running against Bethel this time but would have been nice to have somebody i wonder
0: if beto is like doing anything in texas like how he's he's,
1: running for governor
0: well yeah i know but like um i wonder what the numbers are
1: oh i don't know i don't think abbott's very popular
0: yeah but he's one of those kind of like stalwarts though who's i don't know i
1: think my perspective is uh is skewed because all i see are democrats online
0: well, that's the trap, isn't it? And I most think of that Texas we, is not that.
1: It's yeah, like Austin, we
0: we do it. get caught in the silos of of things. Even in Wyoming, I mean, we we very much firmly fall into that liberal mm-hmm. bias, and it's tough to know what the reality is. Um,
1: well, I think Texas but, is pretty similar to Wyoming
0: for sure, just on a massive scale. Yeah. Now, as I'm looking at Texas. Greg Abbott is expected to win. I can't even talk today. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Maybe no.
1: Betho should try to run at a different
0: state. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, have you thought about...
1: Maybe he should be mayor <laughs> or something first. Is he mayor of anywhere?
0: I don't think so. Okay. Maybe he should. Maybe, like, mayor of a big city like Austin? Kick some ass? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about Texas. It's it's currently <clears throat> 55% Greg Abbott to 43.5% for Ben. Oh, that's
1: still pretty close.
0: It's, yeah. I mean, it might turn. I I don't know. How much know, of but the vote is in? 63%. Mm.
1: I, I saw a tweet today, because, you know, there's all these, like, uh, election fear mongers happening. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, there was a tweet that said... Um, The only places in the world where election results are available immediately after the polls close is Russia, China, North Korea, Iran Iran. Because no other like in a free democracy it takes time (laughs) to like actually count count the votes and make sure everything is correct. And in obviously places like that, the yeah, elections and they're like, are. Farcens. What do
0: you know? Supreme leader has been anointed <laughs> once again by heavenly father or yeah. whatever. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I guess really the only places where anyone is being elected is like Russia and China. They don't have elections in Iran or North Korea, <laughs> but um, yeah,
0: they just get reminders.
1: Yeah, they're like, guess what? You have a new leader. It's the same guy. Yeah, you still gotta worship me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Jesus, how depressing. Anyway, uh, do you know I saw this video of uh, Kim Jong Un? Uh
1: huh. Is that the new, the one now, the young one, the son? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He was getting on a boat, and they had a whole bunch of like regular townspeople there. They were supposed to act like they were shocked that he was there. And when he was getting on the boat, everyone was crying with joy that they got so close to him and they had their their hands up and it was all coordinated. And then when he was like going away in his boat, they were going for the boat and they were just weeping. Everyone had the same expression, pained expression of joy, quote unquote, joy on their faces. And I bet you that it was one of those choreographed things where some dude with a gun came up to them and said, if you guys don't smile, we're going to take you out back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You're going to be compost tomorrow if you don't (laughs) smile with joy. And like they ran into the lake after him. And
1: if you don't, if you're not happy enough, we'll shoot you. Yeah.
0: I mean, in context, listen, we get to be here no there's in front of a microphone to share our grievances air our thoughts into the world <laughs> and there's some people who are weeping because they have a gun to their head yeah pretending that this this you know fat thir- middle-aged man is a is a god <laughs> i mean i don't understand
1: the when kim jong il passed away and they had like a funeral procession like through Pyongyang, uh pyongyang what Pion, whichever whatever their capital is um there were yeah, obviously like people, like, you know, this gnashing of teeth and wailing and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, if you weren't like mourning hard enough, you were going to get in trouble. So they oh, had, yeah. so they yeah. had to like, Really ham it up. Otherwise, it's like, oh, well, that person was not crying hard yeah. enough, or you know. Like- and
0: I'm sure somebody's made a joke about this, but can you imagine the asshole who's like out crying? Everyone, <laughs> they're like, you got to match that dude. Yeah. <laughs> the dude, who's like, he hasn't stopped. <laughs> like, Robert hasn't stopped wailing in six hours. <laughs> up you, all not- you all
1: need to pick it up. Yeah. This is insane. This is mad. The rookie numbers here. We need to be like Robert. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, thank God we don't live there. But it, this is all.
0: I mean, it's a blessing, and that's why coming back full circle, it's a beautiful privilege to vote as curmudgeon as we may sound right now. It is a beautiful duty, and I am proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. You can put that on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> on Liz Cheney's face. <laughs>
1: Her non-elected <laughs> official face.
0: <laughs> so that's uh, that's what's going on over here in our neck of the woods. We don't know what's going to happen with a majority of the nationwide voting that's taking place, but um, we're optimistic. Hopefully good things will come.
1: I mean, historically, most of the time, the first midterms after a new president is elected is uh, a, a blood bloodbath. Bath
0: wow (laughs) Did you hear that we came up with that at the same time bloodbath
1: but um so you know i mean what was it like uh i think obama lost 60 seats in Mm. the house uh two years after he was elected and bush lost i want to say 40 Mm. so you know biden's probably set to lose some
0: well, he he's, did what he could. He very... did what he could. He he cut some student loans. <laughs> Listen, you <laughs> wouldn't nobody, you be grateful for what he did during this term yeah. and throw him more money? I swear to God. Listen, you guys. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that hasn't not, even happened. I'm not even I'm not even a conservative, but holy shit, like Biden really pushed me to the edge. Yeah. Like, how can a man promise student loan forgiveness and then just completely back out on the promise in the most half-assed way possible, in the most pernicious way possible. I mean, to give people false hope, and I'm going to say this once and for all, I am so sick and tired of our democratic leaders choosing to, to come up with these ritualistic solutions to problems rather than actually taking the initiative to solve the problem. It is infuriating when he comes out and says, we're forgiving student loans. Everyone's invited, right? Come on, join the show. And then what do they do? They put up the form mm-hmm. and they tell you, oh, you had to have it filled out yesterday.
1: No, you have yeah. I mean, essentially. I mean, that's like, what it was. That's yeah. what it was. They put up like an arbitrary deadline the day after the deadline expired. And they said, oh, if you didn't consolidate before this time, You don't qualify. And if your loans fell under this specific program that everybody's loans fell under before 2010, you don't qualify. So, yeah, that was all just a grab for votes.
0: And just think about this. If you would have said, if Biden and the administration would have said, we're only going to be able to cover just a handful of folks because our hands are tied. Listen, at that point, I don't even care. It's fine. I forgive you. But to say we're going to cover everyone Mm -hmm. In in such a careless, thoughtless way. You gave hope to millions of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Millions upon millions of people rather than being honest about what you could and couldn't do.
1: Right, the limitations. I
0: mean. Because, the, I mean, listen, I get it. He's a politician. He's trying to work the angles. He knows that he can't bankrupt like a whole bunch of banks and institutions as much as I would like them to. They're part of the infrastructure and he's built into that, right? So, obviously, he had to make some concessions. Concessions being millions and millions of people Mm -hmm. why why get anyone involved
1: but even now no one's getting the debt relief should have been rolling out by now but it's stalled well they're going to hijack it it until the next until
0: until we vote and then when when nobody turns out they'll be like well you guys didn't come out to vote so that's why we can't do it Mm. (laughs) have you thought about coming and voting so that we could do the thing that we told you we would do a generation ago yeah I don't know, man. Don't, this gets me fired up honestly, because it's personal.
1: Honestly, I don't think any of this is going to happen now.
0: I don't think any of well, it's for sure. I forgiven. mean, he's going to lose. He's going to lose votes
1: because I mean, they're going to no, know because they're just it's not going to be allowed to happen.
0: Well, they're yeah, there was a Supreme Court issue, right? No, is that it's what you're not so, Supreme talking
1: Court. About? It's um, state attorneys general suing the federal government. Oh, okay. And yeah. so they're not even allowed to go past this point because it's stalled in the courts. Hmm. So I don't know how they fix that. Yeah. And that's for all debt forgiveness. And that's a curious just...
0: thing. I wonder I wonder if they knew that from the get-go and said, you know, like we can't do this.
1: I don't know. We're just gonna
0: promise it. I mean, I think... do you think that they had any inkling? I mean, they're the smartest fucking people in the world. Why wouldn't they know that these would be the kinds of roadblocks that they would experience? Yeah. what's the contingency plan i mean I come know. on man
1: i don't know i
0: mean i think
1: yeah they might they probably knew that um that this could happen because it's an executive order it's not an act of Congress so there's really not a lot of recourse if if it, if for some reason it gets contested mm-hmm but I kind of, I remember even thinking when they first announced it, like, um, I'm not even going to get my hopes up because what if so they bring it before the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court has, mm. is stacked conservative right now. So sure. it's very possible the Supreme Court could could deem it unconstitutional or whatever. So, um, which it hasn't even gotten to that point. So, yeah. So it's, it's
0: know. a stalemate right now to begin with before the conflict even. Uh,
1: yeah. And I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know how they get out of that, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's safe to say that for most working people who have student loans, you just have to keep plugging away. Mm-hmm. We will keep plugging away because that's, uh, us included. So mm-hmm. we're with you folks. We feel your pain. And we just got to keep going uh, because we just got served with a bunch of bootstraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this has all been very political. This has been uh, a remarkably political episode of Our Kids Asleep.
1: Yeah. I think it was pent up.
0: Yeah. This is what happens when we don't podcast for a year. Elections, just,
1: elections just get us fired up to it. Yeah.
0: They they bring up the best and worst. Right
1: yeah yeah i'm not looking forward to another election cycle with trump oh
0: well it'll be f-
1: it, it'll <laughs> at least be entertaining
0: <laughs> look at your face you're like well well you know like a- he's <laughs> doing the trump
1: meme you know well the- yeah he's like, yeah mm-hmm. he's gonna
0: he's gonna bring cnn out of bankruptcy that's yeah, for that's sure true. they're gonna be they're gonna be rocking and rolling 24 7 i'd be surprised if he's not on the cnn payroll I mean, he's you know? never he's, not
1: been on there, even when he was out of office. Yeah. They're always, like, they've got, like, one guy at Mar-a-Lago, like, all the <laughs> Just time. Like out. Reporting from Florida. <laughs> he's still yeah, here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, politics all around. Yeah. So, do you want to end on a good note? Do you want to talk about something? Um, what have you been doing? Well, um... Do you want to talk about Taylor Swift? I know you've been dying to talk about Taylor Swift, so you can do a little... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs>
1: well, I wanted to talk about her new album, but you said that you, in order to have a full conversation about it, you want to listen to it
0: first. I think I think you should share your thoughts, and then I have to come back. Okay. You know, just let, let me know what's going well, on. Well,
1: um, so Taylor Swift released a new album last week or the week before, and it's it's called Midnight, and, um, this is like her 12th album or something. I don't know. It's a lot. She has a lot of albums. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, yeah, it's like the top, I mean, she had like all 10 top billboards. She had spots. 10
0: number, Uh. yeah, the top it's 10 the was all her. The first
1: time that's ever happened for like a female artist.
0: It's insane.
1: Is it a female artist or any artist? I think
0: it's any artist, yeah. but I'm going to look that up Crazy. while you keep talking.
1: Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift is kind of, in the last, like, few years, um, she's kind of taken the route of just, like, dropping albums out of nowhere, um, for, uh, just, like, without a lot of fanfare.
0: Yeah. And,
1: well, this one was a little bit different, I think, because she really, like, it was hyped up leading up to it. Um, but... Yeah, I I've been listening to the main album like the the original release and then I realized yesterday that there was this whole other like the 3 a.m. edition which has like 10 other songs I hadn't really? heard. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, shit, I got to get on this. So I've only been listening to like the main 10 tracks or whatever it is or 13 or something. And um it's very good. Um it's a little um I would say that the tone is a little more melancholy, maybe than like the last um, album or two.
0: Um, so, is that what draws you to Taylor Swift albums recently? Like a kind of melancholy, or is it the songwriting, or uh, what is it particularly?
1: I, I it's funny because I didn't used to be a Taylor Swift fan. Like initially, when when I was young, Taylor Swift was a country artist. Yeah, she did country music. She was country you were there. pop. Yeah, I was there. I was there again. The be- in the beginning, <laughs> she was she was solidly country pop, yeah. and I was not interested, not into it. Um, and it was that way for a long time. And I would say when she started, when she started transitioning into like a pop artist and not so much country, that's kind of when I started to be more interested. Mm. So I would say the first album that I really listened to from her was Reputation. Which was 2017 when that came out. I think um, by
0: then she was already doing. She was a already lot of like, pop, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was
1: already like ten years in at that point. Mm, um, Jesus. Her first album came out in like 2004. She was like 15. Wow. Um, or 16. She's only a couple of years younger than me. But um, anyway, so, um, I don't know. I I do like, edgy Taylor. <laughs> what's I'm, what's edgy taylor reputation okay. is edgier um i don't know but i it's not it's not consistent but initially when i first started listening to her reputation i was like oh this is like angry taylor i like this uh, i wasn't so much into her like Happy, fluffy, mm. romantic. Favorite. So
0: so when there's a breakup, you're there. Kind of like yeah, a, kind it's, of. it's the Ben Gibbard effect. It's, it's the Ben Gibbard effect. <laughs> yeah, when Ben Gibbard
1: is going through a breakup, his music is really good. When he's miserable, <laughs> his music is really enough. That's, that's a lie. He has great music when he's happy
0: too. But um, Those rebounds were bad though, musically. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, they were intense, I should say. Yeah.
1: So, um yeah, I started, I would say in the last um, five to seven years, probably, I've m- more uh, diligently listened to her music as it comes out. Um, you know, and like Lover was the album a few albums ago. And that one was more like fun, poppy, positive. Mm. And, um, and then there were some like contemplative, like pensive ones in between and anyway, and then this one came out and it's a little bit, it's, it's kind of melancholy Mm. and, um, a little more introspective, um, which I like. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. There's some bangers on there. There's some, uh, some good ballads.
0: Mm. Um, what's your favorite song on there right now one that's stuck in your mind
1: i mean anti antihero is like the big single off the album and it's really good i think that one is really the video the music video i just watched it recently mike birbiglia is in it oh yeah and um i think one of the gals from it's always sunny mm. um it's a pretty funny music video but i have
0: to look that up here um,
1: Yeah, I don't know, like Lavender Haze is good, Antihero is good, Um, Karma is good, which everyone thinks, everyone is saying that Karma is about Kanye, because they were like, this is the thing about Taylor Swift that I don't like, it's not to do with her, it's just to do with the internet around Mm. her, because everybody has a fucking opinion about what all her (laughs) songs are about. So everyone is convinced that that song is about Kanye. Everyone is convinced that this other song is about Nick Jonas or Jake Gyllenhaal or whoever she was fucking at the time. And I am just, I am so uninterested in what her music, like who her songs are about. Mm. Who cares?
0: Well, this is a curious thing because I, I think what you're describing is the reason people love her music is they are projecting a lot of their their thoughts on it but for you it's more like a blank canvas yeah i don't like you you don't you're not sifting through the contents of each lyric to see what it is you're appreciating it for what it is right
1: because i'm older like if i was 16 if i was 16 i would probably be comfortable you'd be all over
0: that shit yeah Yeah, i would yeah
1: but i'm 35
0: you'd be like the it's always sunny in philadelphia meme with like all of the yeah
1: (laughs) that's seriously all of twitter like that's all oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, of um, so yeah, I just don't. I don't give a shit. And like everyone was like losing their mind over that one, um, that one shot in the antihero video of the the scale. Did you hear about the scale? No. She steps on the scale in the video, and it says fat, and the internet lost their goddamn minds because it's fat phobic.
0: To look at the like the scale, yeah, it was making a point that she
1: has low self-esteem.
0: Well,
1: okay, like that's the point. That was the point of the shot, and or that you know body dysmorphia or whatever you think you're fat when you're not. Mm. The point is that she took the shot out of the music video
0: on oh certain, she did on
1: certain platforms, yeah, because that's what artists do now.
0: Yeah, man. That, Lizzo, I don't know how Lizzo, I feel about that. Like
1: Lizzo took out that ableist. Uh, She said spaz in one of her songs. Beyonce did the same thing.
0: And now this. Yeah. And see, I'm conflicted about that because I, you know, like I I can kind of see like everyone gets their feelings hurt. I, I see something that might upset me or whatever. But to the point that these people, as creative artists, are trying to illustrate just a response, a feeling that is coming from their hearts. Like, I genuinely believe that somebody like Taylor Swift is not the enemy of whatever the movement is mm-hmm. you know so that might seem a bit excessive in my opinion but then again you know i'm i'm a fully abled human being but i'm also fat so i mean maybe <laughs> i can maybe i can say that but yeah i, I, I think I maybe just think, i just come from a place of privilege right i feel that that's excessive i
1: just think the internet wants to be mad about something but yeah um anyway so i just don't i don't care so much about this stuff around her music i just think the music is good
0: well this is a this is a common thing though i i feel that you and i because we're a little bit older we grew up in a generation that appreciated music for what it was and i think now music is so pervasive it's everywhere and it's not as special as it used to be because it's a a means of communication rather than a thing that you enjoy You know what I'm saying? Like, it's used on TikTok as underscoring. It's, you know, in whatever 30-second, you know, conversation or bite they're putting on Snapchat or whatever, and it doesn't hold the same kind of importance, you know? So I think that's why people are so interested in seeing what it's transmitting rather than what it is.
1: Well, and I think um, that also has the, like, its roots in the, the idea that you can't make art without also being an activist.
0: Yeah, I mean that that is definitely part of the, the zeitgeist though. Like, yeah, you, and like, yeah.
1: like they want like the thing with Taylor Swift, some of it is they want her to like take a stand. Sure. You know, like they're like, oh, she hasn't talked about Trump enough or she hasn't done this or she hasn't used her platform. And it's like, why do we need Taylor Swift's opinion on Trump? Why is that helpful to anyone?
0: I I do think it is. It is kind of silly because, you know, like her dad was wealthy enough that, you know, he probably hung out with Trump. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where that's the last person whose opinion I want to hear on it, you know in terms I, of true privilege i mean you're yeah, looking at it
1: i just think it's this obsession with wanting celebrities to use their platform to mm. to put a specific message on blast and when an artist doesn't do that enough for the internet's liking they go after that person yeah. and and i think it's i think it's hero worship but kind of from the other direction. You know what I mean? Well, it's like-
0: it's an expectation of a give and take. Like, these people aren't on, like, these ivory towers anymore. You can reach them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it does become something like a busker who's down the street. You know, you give them money, you expect them to sing the song that you mm-hmm. like. And if that song is activism, then they have to reciprocate. They have to mm-hmm. give you what you want, which I guess, you know, that that could work in a way, but you know, they're still Taylor Swift and they don't need the money. I think you know, like I
1: think that completely negates art.
0: I I agree on yeah. Like I mean I, I think you that you
1: can't give someone money and then expect them to make the art you want them to make.
0: I think this is tricky because the relationship of art and audience is such an intricate one that it could go either way depending on what the artisan is is interested in doing. I mean because there's some there's some people who thrive in that environment to say okay, I'm I'm going to be in the court and the king is is commissioning a play to talk about this, right? And that artist is going to have to deliver on that or you know he's going to get beheaded or whatever the stakes were higher back then i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> you know i think that we've moved away from those models i think some folks thrive under that kind of activism in art sort of sphere and then there's there's other creatives and other people who would rather release their perspective into the world and and you know have the audience experience that but i don't think it's as common anymore Because like I said, art is so heavily proliferated that people demand that their perception is imbued in there already in the work, you know? Mm. I think it's just, I I think people just have higher expectations of like, if they want activism, they're going to demand it from anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. And the work can't just be the work because it's not enough. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we've gotten, and why it's so difficult to make art now. I think, you know, if if you let go of pretense, I mean, and and you just enjoy yourself, you can still have that. But once you get to a certain point, there will always be a faction of folks who demand that you create something that speaks to what they deem are the most important issues of the day. And you, you know, either you can get caught up in that or not. You know, it's it's your call.
1: I think the thing that I have trouble with is thinking that an artist cares what I think. <laughs> I think that's yeah, as a, yeah. as a millennial, a geriatric <laughs> millennial. That's right. Um, <laughs> I grew up knowing that the artists that I listened to didn't know I existed. So, I mean, they yeah, knew, you know, they that- knew that I intellectually existed as a fan but they didn't know that I, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, feel I, get, like, I get it. Like, I feel like the people on Twitter want so desperately for someone like Taylor Swift to acknowledge their existence, even in in something like removing that fat thing from her video or talking more about Trump. It's like it's not even about the
0: thing. It's just about
1: them getting the thing, the
0: thing, the work is, is a means of communication that in their minds goes both ways Mm -hmm. rather than something that that's going out like a megaphone like it used to. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the disconnect is generationally yeah I think you and i I'm okay never meeting my heroes No, because I know I know there's gonna be some dark shit that I'm not gonna want to no. see I'm like no i I'm done just give me your art that's enough. we don't need this to be a two way street no. that's fine yeah but the but the times are different yeah yeah I
1: don't, it's
0: yeah. it's a, a tricky new world, but we just got to do the best we can
1: mm-hmm.
0: don't let it get to you let's turn off twitter that's why i did like yeah
1: twitter's toxic. i i got
0: rid of twitter for a little while and that was that was amazing i got rid of instagram facebook and twitter off my phone for about a month or so
1: you just lost your seat
0: i lost my seat oscar what
1: the <laughs> fuck dude
0: okay my cat oh. he he's just lying down right right behind stole me stole your butt warmth yep that's what he does um
1: but anyway. Um, so the Taylor Swift album is good. You should listen to it. Yeah. And I've indoctrinated our son with it too.
0: Oh yeah. He's, he's singing. He
1: doesn't have a choice. He's in the car with me all the time. He listens to what (laughs) I listen to. Although I always have to listen to the Into
0: the Spider-Verse
1: soundtrack now, so.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, required.
1: Oh, if you're looking for hip hop that is kid friendly, Mm. the Into the Spider-Verse has a lot of it. And all the bad words are bleeped.
0: Yeah. So speaking of kid bleeped, friendly, but... kid-friendly hip-hop, I was listening to this group that I haven't heard in about 15 years. Jurassic Five was a group that was playing a lot on MTV, too. They were big in the 90s. Mm. They're one of those super groups where like each rapper, there's like 20 rappers in the group, and then each one gets a verse, oh, and then they okay. all have their own style. They have a couple of songs, you know, because they're like old-school yeah. kind of rap kind of MCs. Uh, I think, I think we can play a couple of those for him and he might appreciate Mm. some of that, but it's, it's old school as hell. Mm. I I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. But,
1: uh. Oh, and our son discovered the lyric function on Spotify. (laughs) So whenever we're in the car, he wants, he's like, mom, let me look at your phone so I can read the lyrics. He's like, I got to learn the words. (laughs) Especially with hip hop. It's really fast.
0: God. Yeah. He's the best. Um but yeah, I mean if you if you want we can uh, cut it off here cuz we're already at 51 minutes oh but uh, yeah, we just kept babbling on. Well, we've got some other babbling on to babylon.
1: <laughs> we've got some other stuff we can talk about next.
0: Yeah, my nose is getting super stuffy too, so I don't want to keep anyone uh, you know, Kay. guessing what I'm saying, but we want to thank you folks for sticking around and being the best ever. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: just thanks for listening to us uh screaming at the clouds because we really did that a lot this episode
0: yeah and we always appreciate you just know that we're still a little rusty we're getting back on the old (laughs) uh, podcasting wagon so we wish you well go do your thing and we'll talk to you guys soon have a good night